And hello everyone and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free. I'm Vic Batista along with Nathan Jones and we're transmitting live from our station. Hey, we're excited about today's program as we're going to be talking about a very important subject matter and it's that of passing the Bible prophecy mantle. So stay tuned as we look in the Bible at 2 Kings chapter 2. And before we continue, we're going to ask Nathan Jones if you will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for the teachers you've given us who are diligent in the word of study and are excited about your soon return. I pray you bless all those tuned in, Lord, as we study this subject and uh, Lord, know more about your will for our lives. We thank you, Lord Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Thank you, Nathan Jones. Again, the wonderful subject matter of passing on the biblical mantle as we look at 2 Kings chapter 2. So we hope that you can follow along and be part of the program. Nathan Jones, it's great to have you on the program. Always a blessing, brother. Thank you. I, I like thinking of myself as your guest co-host, but That's I guess I've been guesting for quite a few Definitely that co-host and guest, Nathan. We're, we're, I should say we're family. We've been together for so long. We have, man. It's been eight years. And eight years. I just love what the Lord's doing for you, Lord, and your passion for the loss and your passion for Bible prophecy. So, brother, I just praise the Lord for you and all those folks tuned in. Well, thank you so much. And Nathan, uh, we're talking about years now that we've known each other. And actually, Nathan, part of the reality is we're getting a little bit older. Your son just graduated from high school. That is exciting. I know. You're an empty master, man. When did this happen? Almost, almost a few weeks, Nathan. But it seems just like yesterday. Our kids really, really grew up so quickly. My son, Isaac, he just uh, finished boot camp in the Marines. Isn't that amazing? Just like your son, they're neck and neck. Wow, that, that is something else. I mean, I'm sure those who tune in uh, understand what it's like to have kids move on or they're anticipating their kids moving on, but yeah. it, it, it's, uh, it's a humbling experience, isn't it? It's amazing. I, I mean, when you and I started, our kids were pretty small, and now here we are. You're not a, a day over 31, right, Nathan? Of course, just like you. <laughs> 31 and a half. But, you know, yeah, there you go. <laughs> 31 and a half. But, Nathan, it's really exciting to, uh, you know, talking about time passing and uh, things changing. Uh, we also notice, even within ministry, Nathan, there are so many uh, Bible prophecy giants that are, have also been uh, graduating, if you will, passing on. Uh, uh, with, uh, a Pentecost. Uh, we have Tim LaHaye, right, Nathan? We have some other individuals that, um, man, these were uh, the, the anchors of biblical prophecy, and now they're graduating and passing on, and now there's uh, another generation. Yeah, well, I remember J.R. Church uh, passing on, yes. and then we have John, uh, well, I don't know if John, he does not, right? He's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but we uh, recently had another uh, big name just pass away in New Zealand, and uh, yeah, man, they yeah. are... They're getting older. A lot of the Bible prophecy teachers of today yep. came out of the Jesus movement of the late 60s and early 70s. And the yep. Jesus movement was a return to the Bible and was really fueled by Chuck Smith of Calvary Chapel who was teaching Bible prophecy. He was a Calvary Chapel pastor, loved Bible prophecy. And so many of the pastors that came out of that really had a passion for Bible prophecy. Yep. Unfortunately, and this is a strange side effect, that over the years, even though many people got excited about Bible prophecy, the, the left-behind books were, were written and, and well-read across the world, and, and many other books like that, 
no new Bible prophecy teachers came about. So now, 40 years into, or 50 years actually, for some, into the Jesus movement, and we're seeing a lot of these Bible prophecy teachers yep. uh, get old and die. Chuck Missler, he just died this month. And, yes. Uh, you know, Hal Lindsey is in his mid-80s, and many of them are in their 70s, 80s. Uh, and those in their 90s, uh, like Noah Hutchins, have passed on. And you're like, where are the new Bible prophecy teachers? Yeah. And you know, Nathan, I'm, I'm, that's right, Chuck Missler, I mean, it, that's amazing. And if I were to ask you, can you maybe pinpoint, Nathan, uh, who maybe uh, um, introduced you to Bible prophecy or influenced you? I mean, there might be more than one person, but can you talk to us a little bit about that? Well, you know, it's funny, a lot of people say, well, you know, when I was in my college years, I, I learned about Bible prophecy, or I, I read, followed this particular teacher, and he got me into Bible prophecy, but honest, brother... I just like my salvation back when I was seven years old. I I love Bible prophecy since I could pick up the Bible and read it. Wow. To me, it, it's always been part of the Bible. The thirty-one percent of the Bible of this prophecy to me has always been part of the Bible. So when people say, "Oh, I got introduced in the Bible prophecy," it's like what? I think it's part of the Bible, just like the book of poems or the. The poetry books or the law books or the history books or the gospel, to me, prophecy has just always been That's the Bible. So I'm always shocked when people say, yeah, I really just got into to prophecy. You say, oh, how about you? Well, well, I, you know, you made a very good point. For me, actually, Nathan, it was teaching through the Bible. I wouldn't say it was actually uh, Pastor Chuck Smith, the founder of Calvary Chapel, because as I made my way through what that was called a 5,000 series, I, I was introduced to Bible prophecy and just the uh, simplicity of it. But uh, the Holy Spirit, actually, Nathan, was the one that really worked through uh, Pastor Chuck Smith uh, as he sort of passed on the mantle through his biblical teaching, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Mm -hmm. It did, did. Grant Jeffries, that was the one I was trying to remember, not John Hagee, but Grant Jeffries. Grant Jeffrey, yes. See, I'm getting older, too. I'm starting to forget this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and there's just, as we look back, Nathan, you would agree that as these... Uh, Bible prophecy, spiritual giants, if you will, are passing on. Also, Dr. Reagan, he's a wonderful ministry, but also getting up there, right, Nathan, also in years. Yeah, here at Lightline Ministries, our founder and director, Dr. David Reagan, he turns 80 this year. Now, he's wow. Lord seems to give him the energy of a 50-year-old. He, he's still working hard and plans on doing that. That's or, amazing. You know, the rapture happens or he passes on, but, uh, I mean... You and I, brother, are, are in our 40s. Uh, I know Mark Hitchcock is probably one of the younger prophecy teachers, and yes. he's in his 50s. Tom Hughes, uh, we just had a conference. That was a wonderful conference. Twelve Church, wonderful conference. But he's Great job. When we're saying younger Bible prophecy teachers, we're, at least the ones that are pre-mill, pre-trib, rapture. I mean, there's many who are post-mill or post-trib or a-mill. And, you know, they, they water down Bible prophecy where, uh, you know, they have their own following audience. Uh, Mike Bickle, I think, a yeah. very strong post-truth teacher, very passionate about Bible prophecy, uh, International House of Prayer. Many youth really excited about Bible prophecy, but believing they're going to be living through the tribulation, which is really sad. But for the pre-mill, pre-tribulation rapture of believers in Christ, mm -hmm. uh, we're seeing the, the end of the... Uh, the movement there, the yeah. end of the Jesus movement. I think we're also with Tim LaHaye passing away. Yes. Uh, a lot of people really excited about the soon coming of Jesus, but then they're like, well, where is he? And, and they're giving up. Right. They've given up, and they don't think it's happening, and they're wandering away from the pre-trib rapture view. 
And so we're not seeing new Bible prophecy teachers being raised up. Excellent point. And that's why you and I, Nathan, that's, that's been also our heart and our passion is to see uh, other individuals. You and I always go back to a conference that we attended and we were like the youngest guys there, right? Yeah, that's how we met. It's a pre-trip conference. If anyone of you have tuned in and gone to the annual pre-trip conference, that's the conference for the study of the pre-trip rapture. Right. And everybody there is a professor, you know, in late in life. I do remember you and I. Uh, we met because uh, Tommy Ice, the, the, uh, the one of the, the uh, director of the pre-trip conference, was like, "Hey, can the young guys come up and help us move some sound equipment?" And you and I are like, the only few guys that to show up. We were, and at the time, you know, we were in our uh, late thirties, early forties. We were the young guys. And even now, when you go to a pre-trip conference, uh, you might see some college students and handful yeah. there, but for the most part. The teaching and preaching of Bible prophecy is passed. And we have a friend of our, our ministries, uh, Don McGee, who is a Louisiana, yes. a strong preacher of Bible prophecy, but he too is retired yes. uh, for health reasons, and he's not preaching and teaching Bible prophecy anymore. And he had a theory. He believed that our generation, generation of the seen Israel become a nation again, and the Jewish people control Jerusalem as a fulfillment of prophecy. Therefore, there is no need for a new generation of Bible prophecy teachers because we are that terminal generation. Now, that's a theory. I can't substantiate it. I'm not sure I agree with it 100%. I think there's always a need for people to teach yes. the entire Bible, but that was uh, Don McGee's theory. Yeah, well, yeah, well I, I'm under the belief, Nathan, that until the Lord returns, we don't know when that's going to be. It could happen at any moment, but it could be 10, 20, 50 years from now. And uh, we need that, I know that we need that, a, a new generation to also continue uh, to uh, keep the torch lit and uh, keep passing the baton and keep passing the mantle. Uh, just like you and I, we thank the Lord that God has given us this opportunity for almost 10 years of being able to teach biblical prophecy on radio and TV. Uh, but, you know, everybody thought the Lord was coming back 10 years ago. Right, Nathan? <laughs> right. I mean, they got it. The way the Signs of the times that Jesus gave us, especially in Matthew 24 and Luke 21, they're there. They're happening. We're, right. we're seeing, especially the Gog and Magog coalition in the 39. It's there. It's, it's ready. It just has to have a reason to come down and destroy Israel. The hook in God's mouth is to plunder Israel, and Israel's got that gas fine. They're about to undercut Russia and take 50% of their gas sales mm -hmm. to Europe, which would financially bankrupt Russia. I mean, we are seeing. So many of these end time signs of Bible prophecy come about. So 10, maybe 20, but 50, I, I have a hard time seeing that. I really do have a hard time. Absolutely. Israel's back in the land, and Jesus yeah. says when Israel returned to the land when the fig tree rebutted, that would be the generation, Absolutely. the era, the time period that the people would see uh, the return of Jesus Christ. So yeah. maybe God's right. Maybe this is the terminal generation. There's no reason for new Bible prophecy teachers, but... Even so, uh, you know, are we raising up a generation right. that's not, not even our middle-aged generation, but a younger generation, younger, a millennial yes. generation Absolutely. that's excited about the return of Jesus? Yeah. Well, Nathan, you know, I'm so blessed. I have to say, my kids definitely are that generation. They say, Dad... Uh, uh, are we going to talk about the book of Revelation again? <laughs> because here in our ministry, we really make that a focus as well as teaching through the Bible. But my kids thank the Lord. They love Bible prophecy. And I, I thank the Lord for them because it really has encouraged them. Uh, and also, Nathan, allow them to see things differently around the world. So I think as we raise our kids, as we teach Bible prophecy, 
we have the generation right there as well. Cloud prophecy connects all the dots. I mean, you look at the world and see chaos and pandemonium, yeah. and, and if you don't study Bible prophecy, you might just think, man, it's just, you know, we're looking at staring down a barrel of World War III at any time, and oh, what do we do? And we're just, no, that's not what the Bible no. teaches. And so we really, by studying Bible prophecy, it gives you that peace yes. during the storm, you know, like the eye of the storm, you're there. The world's that's swirling right. around you, but in the middle of the eye of the storm, mm-hmm. At the middle of the hurricane, there's it's calm, it's peace, and when you know what God's plans are for this world, Absolutely. you live in that peace. And so it's so yeah. important this day to teach Bible prophecy. Mm-hmm. It's just a shame that pastors don't. It, it, it's, right. They're robbing. Yeah. They have a blessing, as we've taught in Revelation chapter one verse three, that the Bible promises a blessing if you study Revelation. That blessing is you can cope with the world, knowing how the world's going to end. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ wins. Christians, we would as well. Oh, excellent point. And you know, Nathan, I'm so excited. I just love also to see how many people have been encouraged through uh, 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 Dr. Reagan's ministry. So many people now that I see also you guys working with uh, conferences in different places and raising up new individuals uh, to uh, with the heart of Bible prophecy. I just think that is that is exciting. It is. I praise the Lord. Uh, our ministry is certainly passionate about raising up other Bible prophecy ministries. Over the years, Dr. Reagan has raised up six or so yes. other ministries. Unfortunately, those teachers now are getting older and right. close to retirement, uh, like Don McGee. So, you know, what are the newest ministries that are coming up that are dedicated to Bible prophecy? I know one or two, but again, the, the founders are older gentlemen uh, in yeah. the fifties and sixties. So, yeah, I understand that. You know, this is this is a major, major problem for the church. So this, lack of excitement about Jesus' return in a time period that we're clearly living in that prophesied his soon return. You know, Nathan, that's a very good point. And this is why you and I have been teaching uh, through our ministry uh, for so many years, co-hosting, and also even in our ministry, we started the uh, Calvary Chapel Bible Prophecy School of Ministry. And we encourage young people here to learn about Bible prophecy, to study the Bible. And it, it is a shame when, when pastors and leaders uh, do not um, encourage others to learn and to pass on the mantle and the baton because it is an exciting, encouraging uh, subject matter uh, to to understand. And it's exciting when you understand what's going on around the world. Right. I mean, you should pass the baton. I think you mentioned here that 2 Kings 2, right, is one of the best examples in the Bible of passing the baton. Excellent, Nathan. Yeah, we're going to go through 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 2 through 18, and you and I can walk through those verses because it's just an amazing uh, example here of the prophet Elijah and Elisha, as we see here, one generation passing the mantle on to another, and they're not necessarily uh, passing it on to like a teenager here, but just the reality that it's, it's time to grow the ministry and pass the ministry and our experiences to others. So yeah, Nathan, if you can take us there, Second uh, Kings chapter 2, if we can begin uh, uh, there reading the opening verses, that would be fantastic. Oh, 2 Kings 2 is great. That is when Elijah passes the mantle of prophet to Elisha. Yes. It's always a shame that Elijah and Elisha have such close names because it's so easy to confuse them. <laughs> but here we got Elijah, the, the man, he's like God. He doesn't have a book in the Bible, but boy, he did amazing things for God, sure. particularly going up on Mount Carmel and challenging the prophets of Baal. And God sent fire down and burned up his yeah. his sacrifice and that proved that the prophets of Baal were, were shams and he was the real deal. That's probably what Elijah's most known for. 
but he picked up a young farmer who was still living with his family, and he became the mentor or teacher to young Elisha. Right. When we get to Second Kings 2 here, we're at the end of Elijah's ministry. He probably would have kept on going, but God was like, no, yeah. this is it. It's time for you to finish. And this is where we pick up. Second Kings 2, verse 1. Absolutely. And it came to pass, when the Lord was about to take up Elijah to heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elisha said to Elisha, Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave. So they went down to Bethel together. And Nathan, and here, I, I, you know what I, when you were reading those verses, I just love their relationship, their partnership, the wanting to be together, the encouraging each other. I thought that was fantastic. Well, you can see that Jesus modeled it, uh, yes. particularly because it was the rabbinical way of mentoring. In other words, an older, learned rabbi would have a following of younger students, and they would follow him. Now, Jesus literally would follow him around the countryside, but right. Rabbis were pretty stationary, but where they went, their students went. And it came to be that this is what Elijah Elijah was uh, a teacher, uh, he, he could be called a rabbi, but primarily he was a prophet of God, he was a messenger of God. And he picked up a younger gentleman to be his student, Elisha. Mm-hmm. And Elisha followed Elijah around as a student would follow his teacher, as yes. the apostles followed Jesus Christ. Excellent point, Nathan. I'm, and uh, like when our children were young, I know my son, like yours, they love to hang out with us. And everywhere we went, Dad, wh- where are you going? Can I can I go with you? Can I? Ch-? And, and it's really uh, a neat to see that here. Yeah, that's what we're looking at here. So we're we're looking at it, and there's of course a lot of events that happen between the two men yeah. as they minister to the Lord. But at this story, Elijah is done in God's life. Now it seems like Elijah had a lot more juice left in him. He could have kept yeah. on going, but. Uh, you know, these types, you, you meet a lot of these Bible prophecy teachers, and they're really strong type A personalities. I mean, they're go-getters, they're, you know, they're leaders, they're, they're, they're ready to conquer the world, and they'll work until they drop dead of exhaustion, and right. I think Elijah was one of these guys. <laughs> he would have kept working and working and working, and, and the Lord's like, no, and he, he had to actually take Elijah, as we'll read soon, up in a whirlwind just to stop him from yeah. serving the Lord and, and pass the baton. I mean, that's the thing with a lot of these type A Bible prophecy teachers, type A personalities. They're working, they're working, working. Right. Maybe, maybe the Lord has said, hey, you need to mentor younger people. Excellent and point. They're not quite doing that. They need to align. Yeah. Exactly. And Nathan, and that's true. I mean, because uh, life is uh, life is amazing. The Lord can call us to graduate at any moment. We don't know. And we'll, we will leave an emptiness there. And all those wonderful experiences and materials, why not pass that on uh, to others? Uh, you and I also get to do that through our ministry. Everything we do, we record, it's uploaded. It's on MP3 formats, DVD, Facebook. And, and it's leaving something behind for others. Right, Nathan? Right. My master's is in leadership and management. One of the books I had to read was by John Maxwell on the uh, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. And his final last law was the law of legacy. In other words, that uh, your life is defined primarily by what you leave behind, and particularly that you pass the torch to another generation, another person, another leader. And this is where, unfortunately, I have seen Bible prophecy teachers, professors, fall down on the job. Mm. They, they, they teach people and they get them excited about the Lord's soon return, but they don't mentor a successor. 
And that's yeah. a dangerous, dangerous thing. They were falling down on this last law of leadership. And now here, Elijah didn't fall down on that. He had Elisha well-trained, ready to go, and all Elisha needed was the Lord's blessing, that mantle to pass from Elijah to Elisha. But I'm getting out of myself here. Yeah, no, but that's a good, that's a very good point. And, and also, Nathan, I think it's a, it's a word of wisdom to maybe someone that's uh, listening or watching the program and maybe they are in that situation. They're a pastor, they're a leader, they have a lot of experience, but uh, maybe they're just holding on uh, to this thing, if you will, and, and they're not giving others opportunity. And I, and I think you're, you're right. There's wisdom in raising up a generation. It's like our children, Nathan. Imagine if we just wanted to keep our children forever, right? And we don't want to let them go. We don't want to let them grow. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you hear all the time big-name pastors and television evangelists talk about their legacy. Charles Stanley, he's in his mid-80s. He's always talking about the you know, 60, 70 years of legacy. The vanities, when they were on television, yes. you know, the, the legacy of the teaching they're leaving behind. But, brother, I think, this is my opinion, they have really dropped the ball. The vanities show in is why. Why did they have someone ready to take the helm? Why did they have someone yes. to keep it going? Wonderful show that was well-followed some interesting interpretations of Bible prophecy, but had a good following. It needed someone to keep that show going. Yeah. Uh, Charles Stanley, nobody knows who Charles Stanley's successor is. What if he dropped dead? The, sure, they left a great legacy of teaching, but they left no one to carry the torch. Yeah. And it's unbiblical. It, what do we see the biblical model here? Elijah has an Elisha. Absolutely. Jesus has the apostles. Yes. There should always be someone to carry the torch. Excellent. You and I wouldn't be saved if it wasn't for someone passing the gospel to someone, passing the gospel to someone, until it finally reached us 2,000 years later. Yeah, uh, Frodo has Sam in the Lord of the Rings. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the true ring bearer, right? <laughs> Whoa, wait, did you go off for Yeah, I know. I, I was watching too many of those episodes of carrying the load, helping share the load. <laughs> but right, right. Well, Frodo was left behind Sam, and Sam continued to share the stories with the people to, to let them know about the change. Yeah, even, <laughs> even uh, Tolkien and Lewis, they both understood the importance of passing the legacy. And, yeah. and I'm not just pointing out pastors. I think a lot of us, we look to pastors or TV evangelists or whatnot and say, well, that's their job. But brother, if you're saved, you've been called to, to share the gospel too. Absolutely. Who is your legacy? Who is carrying the torch after you? Mm -hmm. Good point. And I'm so blessed that, that, that I have pastors in my life along the way who were able to invest in me and say, hey, uh, go out and, uh, and, and, and go for it. And I think, Nathan, that, that that's something that we want to challenge those that are watching and listening to pray about what we're sharing here. Passing on that mantle, passing on that torch, if you will, uh, giving others an opportunity, the younger generation, letting people try, let them fail a little bit, right, Nathan, in the process. Right. Uh, I mean, this is part of mentoring. You know, we hear a lot of times, and I always bang, I bang my head against the table every time I go to the preaching conference, and the older teachers and evangelists are all sitting around shaking their heads saying, Where's the next generation? And I feel like, you know, shaking them and saying, well, have you raised up someone to take your place? No, they haven't. I'm like, well, we just, you know, we just taught people. Well, that has its place. But have you mentored someone? Have you brought someone on your staff? Have you, have you made it so that it's so clear that if you dropped in, yes. that there would be someone to pick up and keep going? And there's not. Yeah. And I think that generation is being so pioneer-driven, being so... Uh, type A personality driven, never considered 
the need for yeah. for uh, 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 something to take their place. And, yeah. Yeah. and it's biblical. We're saying again, Elijah has Elijah. He's ready and raring to go mm-hmm. the second Elijah was gone. And that is something these Bible prophecy ministers really need to Excellent point. And, and that's why, Nathan, what you end up pointing out is we don't, we're not putting down any ministry per se. We're just saying, look what the Bible says. Look at this wonderful example. Why can't we model this example? And I think it's a, it's a wonderful thing when you see the multiplication of this ministry. Right, Nathan? Uh, because one was able to share their experience. The other one was able to carry it on. In a sense, multiply what the first one started. Right. As we read through the story, we'll see the mantle pass to Elisha. And actually, God gave Elisha a double portion. A double, so, yeah. And the main thing of Elijah was, Elisha did twice as much as Elijah, yeah. all by the Holy Spirit. I mean, just think, we might be achieving wonderful things for the Lord in this life, but who knows how our students are going to surpass us. Absolutely. And, and that's why, Nathan, I think we need to look at it. We're not in competition with each other. This is not a thing of who's better. It's saying, hey... I want you to learn as much as you can so that you can do better than I did, so that you can outdo me in a sense. And today, apparently, unfortunately, that's not how people see it. They don't want anybody better than them taking over. <laughs> well, you really nailed it. That's one of the side effects of a type A personality is highly competitive. And it could be, I'm no psychologist, but it could be a lot of these big name preachers and teachers see everybody else as a competitor and they don't want anybody competing yeah. with them hence they don't raise up a leader that will look like they might usurp them at any time or put them out to pasture which is the worst thing for a type of personality is to be put out to pasture and so that could be it too it, our own human failings our own egos are preventing us from raising up another generation yeah. And those are strongholds, Nathan, that we have to pray through. Uh, those, uh, you know, individuals that have maybe influential ministries or, uh, or, or whatever the case might be to recognize what the Bible says here. But I also love this partnership here, Nathan. I love the fact that these two individuals, Elijah and Elijah, uh, love to be around each other. And uh, Elisha was right there with him. Can you continue to take us through a few more verses, Nathan? I know we don't have a lot of time, but I think this is exciting. Right, well, we don't have just Elijah who's worried about Elijah who followed, but we've got some more. Verse 3 yep. indicates there was other followers of Elijah. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that the Lord will take away your yep. master from over you today? And he said, Yes, I know. Keep silent. And Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, please. The Lord has sent me on to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. Now the sons of the prophets were at Jericho came to Elijah and said to him, Do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? And he answered, Yes, I know. And keep silent. Be quiet. I don't want to hear this. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, please. The Lord has sent me on to the Jordan. But he said to him, As the Lord lives and as your soul is, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. And we can keep going. There's more instances where the men that Elijah has affected throughout life Elijah didn't just have Elisha as his follower, but we read here all these different prophets from these different towns. Verse 7 talks about 50 men 50, who yeah. come out. Yeah, 50 who come out and say, so we know that Elisha, Elijah is a great legacy of followers. Uh, and Nathan, what a great point you just made. And again, maybe it might not just be one person or two people, but a whole uh, a group, if you will, of individuals that have a heart for the things of God. And how exciting that is. Amen, and you know, Nathan, I mean, again, I, I hope that we have encouraged our viewers and our listeners to uh, maybe dive into this passage. Maybe this is something that they had not considered before. 
But it is something that we do need to consider to pray about as the Lord gives us more time here. And again, we, you and I believe according to the signs of the time and, and that we gathering of Israel and all the incredible things that the Lord is at the door. But it might be a little longer. Nevertheless, while we're still here, we want to invest in people and, and encourage you. And of course, one of the, one of the greatest investments that Nathan and I uh, share every week is, is uh, salvation. A relationship with Jesus that if the Lord were to call you home today... That you would know without a shadow of a doubt that you will be in his presence because you have a relationship with him. So if you're not sure of your destiny, your eternal future, we want to give you an opportunity right now for you to receive Christ and for you to have that hope that we have. Uh, Nathan, might you quickly be able to share with that person maybe uh, right now in, in, in watching or listening uh, that doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, maybe how they can get started. Begin to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Realize you can't run it. Only Jesus Christ can run it. Give up on your rebellion. Surrender to Jesus Christ. And from your heart, pray, Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need your salvation. Please forgive me. Be the Lord and King of my life. And Jesus will come to your life. Your sins will be forgiven. Your death be raised. And you have the promise of eternal life with Jesus Christ forever. Awesome. Thank you, Nathan Jones. And again, for those of you that have trusted in the Lord, let us know. We want to continue to pray for you. We're very excited that you were able to be part of this program. And Nathan, of course, we ran out of time for this segment of the program, but uh, we'll definitely be able to pick up a part two soon and continue to encourage our listeners and our viewers. So Nathan, it's always a pleasure to have you on. My co-host, Nathan Jones. Thank you. Thank you, brother. God bless you all. Have a great day. And of course, again, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. And of course, uh, Big Batista, Nathan Jones, I want to say goodbye with the Lord. Bless you. But listen, keep looking up. The Lord is coming very soon. And also, find someone who you can invest in this week and make a difference. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you. Have a great day.